Amen, church. Amen. I want to welcome you here this morning on this first Sunday in the month of July. God has blessed us to, to be here today. So we want to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for us gathering yes. together, Lord, to worship your holy name, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you for a reasonable portion of health and strength, Lord. We thank you for your grace and mercy, Heavenly Father, that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and open up and greet our visitors. Amen. Jesus in me, Jesus in me, Jesus in me, Thank you. 
If you're able to stand about of God's word, you may do so. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Yes, sir. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirements of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who did not, do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Amen. Amen.
Amen, church. Amen. Amen. So we're going to have Pastor Summers to come on up and deliver us a message for this morning. Amen. Amen. So let's greet him by saying, Pastor Summers. Pastor Summers. Preach the word. Preach the word. Pastor Summers. Pastor Summers. Teach what God has given you. Teach what God has given you. Amen. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, the fourth chapter, the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse. In the King James translation, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it that but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up above all heaven, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Let us bow our heads. <clears throat> Father, we thank you today for giving us a chance to come into this place 
We thank you for every worshiper today who have gathered to study and participate, to worship and praise your name. We thank you for smiling on us again and looking beyond our mistakes and giving us another chance. We looked and we saw, oh God, that you had been good to others also. And we love you and we appreciate you this morning. We worship you. We try to honor you in our lives. We pray, oh God, that you would bless. Oh God, this your people today. Bless any who may be in route. And bless the ones that are absent from the fold. We pray that you will bring them back again soon at the appointed time that they might be able to worship again together. We ask you, O God, as we examine your word, that you'll help us to examine our own lives and to do the things, O God, that are pleasing in your sight. To make the changes, O God, that you're desiring us to make, to walk close to you. And then, O God, after we have consumed your word, we pray that you'll help us, O God, to go out and tell somebody else about how great it is to know you. About how wonderful it is to be one of your sons and daughters. Let them know, O God, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Thank you, O God. Today, for the man of God, who is the under-shepherd of this house, we pray that you will bless him and his family as they are away, keep them safe, and bring them back real soon. We thank you for what you're going to do for them also. Bless, O God, everyone who is present today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We want to... Remember today the under shepherd of this house, Pastor Samuel Boone, and in his absence, and I want to thank God today for my fellow proclaimer up here. Brother Minister Price, and to my fellow messengers, Deacons Cook and Kyle, to all the other officers who are here today, any other ministers, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We thank God for all y'all. We pray that you will be blessed today. We pray that we can say something that will encourage you in your Christian experience and to walk closer to the Lord. Y'all got to forgive me here, but I'm not used to, I don't like being up. And all this here is totally foreign to me. So I'm going to do the best I can. And you, you just, you just pray for me. Okay. And I won't mess it up too bad, okay? God bless you. Amen. For a few minutes today, I would like to try to talk to you by the aid of the Holy Spirit about locked up. And I would like us to think today a little bit from a sub-theme about... Uh, who are you a prisoner of? Amen. Amen. Who are you a prisoner of? I want to thank God today for <clears throat> Brother Kyle and Brother Cook and for the uh, partnership that we have formed through the Messengers of Hope program. And <clears throat> Deacon Kyle, I was reminiscing this morning and November marked 17 years when A.J. Guyton and I started going out late at night on Saturdays and then Fridays 
to try to do what we could to share the gospel in our community. And what a blessing it has been. Amen. And I was thinking about again today that, you know, it's not uh, our job is to be mailman. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> he, he didn't tell you. He didn't tell you he was going to. He didn't tell you how many was going to accept and receive. Amen. He just told you to go out there and declare his truth. Amen. He told you to tell folk about it. What they do with it is up to him and them. Amen. But our job is to get the word out and tell about Jesus. And so. I appreciate these brethren so much. They've been putting up with me probably about 10 years now. We've been doing that together. And, uh, wow, it's been a good run. We've had some absent time here during the pandemic. We've had some gaps in the service, but we're going to get after it again here soon. And uh, I thank God for them and their efforts and their love for the Lord and their interest and sharing the gospel, amen, late at night. And I want to encourage any who would like to be involved, just talk to them about it, and they'll tell you what it's all about, amen. They'll share it with you. We had uh, Minister Price to read this morning in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, and I just wanted to just make a few observations from there before we dive into Ephesians chapter 4. But I just want us to, I just want to just encourage us today because that's, that first verse has become so, uh, so precious to me. Amen. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been just, I've been just leaning and hanging on it. Amen. 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 There is, I like the way the King James declares it, amen? There is, therefore, now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. But then he, 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 he says that there's a, uh, what you call that, a qualification. Uh, uh, that scripture is predicated on that B part. Can I get a witness? The ones that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen? For the law, in verse 2, of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen? So, so today, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's important. Amen? That, that lets me know that I am saved. Amen? And if you go down there further in the book of Ephesians, he tells us to put our armor on. Amen? All right. And he, he tells us to put on those six, you know, defensive weapons. And then he tells us to keep praying. Pray always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the Amplified Bible, it says pray with all kinds of prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen? And he says that, um, he says that, 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 there, that there's a sword of the Spirit. Amen? Which is the Word of God. So, so we're to use those weapons all the time if we're going to be for real in our journey. Amen. If we're going to, if we're going to be able to, to withstand, how did it say in chapter six? It said the wiles of the devil, right? And you've done all you can to stand. Stand therefore. You got to take on all them war weapons. You know, that's what I love about the Lord. He, he, he always gives you everything you need. Can I get a witness? Whatever you need, He got it. All you've got to do is depend on Him. When one door closed, another one opens. Can I get a witness? And so that's my free advertisement this morning. I just pray that you, 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 you know, if you get depressed, can I get a, didn't nobody in here get depressed? 
Talk back to me if you can. Huh? See, the preacher get depressed. But when I get depressed, I just pull out a little Romans 8.1. And, and I realize that there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I got, I got nothing to worry about because when I look at the whole of my life, amen, do y'all ever take any inventory? You know, sometimes in our journey, we got to just sit down and have a serious conversation with us. And we got to think about, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> Amen? And where am I going? And what am I trying to accomplish? And what is the Lord, most of all, what's the Lord telling me to do? Not what do I, what, what do I want, but what did He want? And what does He want from me? And we got to think about how can I get better? And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later. But, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Can I get a witness? You're, you're struggling. If you're not growing, you're dying. Because the Christian journey is all about a moment-by-moment faith growing experience. And see, everybody wants an abracadabra, don't they? Come on, talk to me. Huh? Most people I know in 2022, we want the easy way out. I'm guilty. When you put me on any kind of, my wife and I have been remodeling for four months on this piece of property we got on the 3rd of March. Four months today. And, and, and my, my skills are limited, Brother Price. <laughs> okay? But I know a few more things than I did you know, say 30 years ago. But I'm limited. Very limited. Brother Kyle tell you, he knows. <laughs> he, he knows all about it. But what I realize is, is that, you know, uh, you got to use what God gives you. Amen? I don't want to go all over the map this morning, but you got to use what God gives you. And, yeah, you know, all of us look for the easy way out, but in this Christian experience, there ain't no easy way out. That's what I'm trying to say. It ain't easy. It ain't never going to get easy. How did the old folks say it? There ain't no flowery beds of ease. Huh? No. It ain't going to be like that. Every day, Richard Summer got to get up on that cross. Sister Pastor told us that, didn't she? <clears throat> Mrs. Summer. I don't know if he was down there that week. She said, Joni don't want to get on the cross. Well, guess what? Brother Summer's in the same boat as my pastor's wife. I don't want to get on the cross. But every day, I got to try to get on that cross. Every day. Every day. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. If you're not doing that, If you're not interested in that, it's going to be a hard journey. Can I tell you that? I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I got my own gas. But that's the reality. It's going to be a tough go. Unless I realize that I got to get up on that cross today and tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Every day. So in this fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, if we think about this, Paul's writing this from a Roman jail, amen? He's locked up. And he declares himself a prisoner of Christ. And I'm just going to paraphrase here some, but I just want you to think about this morning. Who are you a prisoner of? Are you one of Jesus' prisoners? When you look at the whole of your life, has he captivated your attention? 
moment by moment, hour by hour. I done got to the point now where I'm strung out on Jesus. I got to have him every minute. I can't function. This book, you know, having a relationship with him and this book are inextricably bound. Can I say that? You can't avoid that. If you're trying to build it on something else, it ain't going to work for you. This is it. This is, how did they tell us out of the county? This is the menu. <laughs> the prophet Ezekiel said, eat the book. Eat the book. And go speak to the sons of Israel. This book is everything. So I just want to say to anybody here today, if you don't really believe it, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Can I say that to you? Right. I'm going to hurt you this morning. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. But that's the only thing I know. If you want me to preach about something else, I can't help you. I can't do it. I know a little taste about this. Just a little bit. I know a little bit about this. And so he says he's a prisoner. And then he, and then he implores the readers... And if you, if you study this a little bit, you'll see that, you know, he, he wrote this to the church at Ephesus, but as he's in prison and he's just left there and he spent three years there, and I don't know if you remember in the long, about the 20th chapter of the book of Acts, if you, if you look back, when he leaves, he's built, he's built this beautiful relationship with the church at Ephesus. And in that, in those three years, you know, and when they walk him down to the boat, and he presumes that this will be the last time that he's going to see him, because he knows he's on his way to Rome to probably be executed for his faith. And 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 so and so when he's writing this, he, he's writing it to the church at Ephesus, but he's thinking about all of us. He's thinking about the generations and, and that are going to come after he's gone. Paul, Paul had us in mind when he was thinking about that, even though he didn't know us. He was divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit to record these words. And he's thinking about all of us and what we're going to even need in 2022. And he says, so he's, he's preaching to the believers there and those who are going to follow, and us. Amen? And he says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imploring you, I'm begging you to walk worthy of the calling by which you were called. Can I get a witness? He's, he's asking them, he's telling them, he's saying, look, there's some things that you got to do. He said, I'm his prisoner. And I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I want you to act like Christ is, you're, you're one of his prisoners too. Can I say that? Is that a stretch? Huh? I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to. How did Brother Bagwell say this? Let me just play the eyes for a few minutes that's the best I can do. Amen. Let me just close your eyes for a minute. Amen. So I don't want to stretch it, but, but that's what he's telling us. He's saying, you know what? Because you're one of my prisoners, because you're one of Jesus' prisoners, there's a certain criteria. Can I get a witness? There's some certain, there's a certain way, there's a certain mentality, there's a certain conduct, there's a certain behavior. There's a certain lifestyle that you've got to hold. Yeah. And in 2022, we got to ask ourselves that question. Do I really want that? Mm. Do I really want to be humble? That's what he's talking about, right? Lowliness of mind? Huh? Do I really want to be humble? 
Pray that for us. Give you pray that for us. Lord, keep me humble. Y'all believe what you want. I can't pray that for y'all. Because <laughs> I've been around life too long. <laughs> life will humble you. All you got to do is live. Tomorrow's not promised. I'm one diagnosis away from a disaster right now. Sometimes I lay down and my room starts spinning and I wonder, and I've been too lazy to go to the doctor. <laughs> but you don't know. You know. The other day, seven years ago next month, that lady right there, she, she's my guardian angel. <laughs> Four, three fifty in the morning, I was unresponsive. You don't know. I got a defib implanted right now with a little pacer under here. You don't got to pray for God to humble you. All you got to do is live. <laughs> it's going to be hard enough. Can I get a witness? Trouble's going to come. Jesus said out of his own mouth, he said, sufficient for the day is the trouble thereof. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. More troubles coming tomorrow. And now we live in this chaotic, wrecked up society where people just shoot one another for no reason. They just kill each other. Sorry, I know that's a, that's a free advertisement. But I'm just saying, when you take God out of public life, this is the result. If, if, if you got, if you got, uh, if you got family members and friends that are, that are, that are, that are homosexuals and lesbians and transgender and all that, I, I, hey, I love them, love them all. But I just want to say, can I just say this today in America? I ain't trying to hurt you. But but when they can teach that stuff to our my little grandkids in school, but you can't say Jesus' name. That's something wrong. That's something wrong right there. That's something wrong. I don't care what party you're in. That's something wrong there. You don't say his name in public life. But you can teach all that to my grandchildren. That's something wrong. So he tells us in here, he says, I want you to walk worthy of the vocation, of the calling. Amen? I want you to walk worthy of the calling of which you are called. Lowliness and meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, See, in the body of Christ, we need to set the example about that. Can I get a witness? Huh? They're going to know we're Christians by our love, right? If you have the love one for the other, right? That's how they're going to know we're Christians. You know, like, like let me just get right down to where we live. When, when, when your brother asks you for something, you shouldn't be able to tell him no. I mean that from all. Huh? When your brother asks you for something, you need to do your best to address that need. Without judgment. Not going to look up in his refrigerator. Just doing what needs to be done. That's love. That's love. When one falls down, the other one picks him up. Whatever you need. We got it. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. But then I want us to think about that good part. Amen. He says that uh, in verse 7, he said, and yet he says, grace in the Amplified Bible, God's unmerited favor has been given to each of you individually. 
Amen? And yet grace. God's unmerited favor. How many of you thank God for grace today? You need grace. You know you need grace right now. Put your hand up and leave it up there for a minute if you need a little taste of grace. Because I need it all day long today. I need it just so y'all put up with me for another 10, 15 minutes. So we can get through this right here. That's grace. Amen? His unmerited favor was given unto us. You know what grace is, right? You drawing that breath right now? Huh? How about that? How about that right there? Any, anything you can do about it? Huh? You know, just the right amount of, of oxygen and hydrogen, right? Got mixed up all in this room all night long, and we're here enjoying a taste of it, right? Huh? Talk back to me. That's grace. That is grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. I need that kind of grace. Grace was given to me. It was given to me at salvation and has been given to me since salvation. Every day. In different ways. But then next, it says that he gives gifts unto men. And he gives different gifts to be shared. And they're for a purpose. It says, the Bible says that he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. In the Amplified Bible, it says his intention was the perfecting and full equipping of the saints. Are you his prisoner? Because you know what? You're bringing something to the table this morning at Zion. God's given you something that can help the whole body. As you read down there in verses 12 through 16, that's what it's all about. If, if, if I was to just uh, try to paraphrase that, it just means that we all do whatever's necessary to make the whole thing better. To make everything about Zion good. Everything about Zion better. Everything about Zion loving. Everything about Zion caring. Everything about Zion evangelistic. Pointing folks to the gospel of Christ that can save you. And the purpose was, in that 14th verse, he says, the reason is, he says, that you be no more children. I'm moving to the end now, y'all. That you be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of God. That you be no more children. See, God wants us to grow up. He's given us these things. He's given us these gifts. He's given us these opportunities. He's also given us that grace. And he wants us to grow up so we can be better, so we can help somebody else. He said, my purpose was for the full equipping of the saints. That you don't be like little babies. The Apostle Peter said in that last verse of his second book, he said, but grow in grace. In 2 Peter 3.18, he says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you growing today? Are you getting better? When you take that inventory, am I better today than I was a month or two ago? Am I growing? Am I getting better? Am I walk moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour? Am I getting better? Am I really his prisoner? Because it says in 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, but evil men and seducers will come. Talks about them last days, doesn't it? How many of y'all think we're in the last days? Huh? It says evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. It says, deceiving and being deceived. You know, in this last six months, I never read so many verses in the Bible. I mean, if you study Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, just saying, you know, the big prophets in the Old Testament, if you read their writings, 
Have you all ever thought about how many times they talk about false prophets? Do you all think there's a lot of false today? In not the church, organized religion. That's what I call organized religion. Because the church is them blood-bought folk that are for real. You know, the ones that believe what Jesus said when he said it's a straight gate and it's a narrow way that leads to life eternal. And few there be that find it. Are you one of them this morning? He said, but it's a broad way. And it's a broad gate. That leads to destruction. He said, there's a whole bunch of travelers on that road. I'm paraphrasing. There's a whole bunch of folks going that way. So today, who am I a prisoner? Who am I a prisoner? Am I a prisoner of Jesus? Everything in my life. Am I living in his disciples? You gotta, you know, do whatever it takes in the calendar. See, like these brethren right here. You know, for real. 11 30 at night, the one in the morning. She's got a wolf in there. She walked there that crazy person. She's got a wolf in there, y'all. Some of y'all heard about it, right? Some of y'all know about it. Yeah. You gotta want that. That ain't for the faint of heart, y'all. But speaking the truth in love, verse 15, may grow up on you in all things. And then I just want to read that 16th verse today as I go to my seat. If y'all don't mind, I'd like to read that 16th verse. It says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Man, that, that, that verse is so important though today. What that means is, is that we're all doing Everything that the body needs. See, today, and I understand we've been through a two-year pandemic, and that hasn't made matters any better, right? That's made things tough. It's made things really hard on the church. Now, I understand that. But I want to say to us today that, you know, whatever you can do to build up Christ's kingdom here at Zion and then like that, in the community, you know, we're building a better community, right? Not just, it's not just in here, right? But it's all all out there, because that's where the folk are that we really need to reach, right? I've been asking, I've been asking the Lord for a while. You know, we've been doing this thing on Friday nights, but it's not enough. It's good, but we can do more. We can do better. You know, if you realize you know, as you walk closer to him, you can do better. And I've been asking him to reveal to me, how can we reach this, these younger generations that are lost out here? What can we do? How can we reach them? First of all, how can we get them to stop wanting to hurt each other? And then, how can we turn them on to Jesus and, you know, have them realize, you know, how wonderful it is to know you in the part of you To realize that my life is not all about me. Can I ask you a question? We know about the meanings, right? Huh? He said, We know about the meanings, right? It's all about me, right? Can I ask you a question on how miserable does that have to be? Seriously. I know that's the truth in but I'm just saying. How miserable do you have to be for your whole life to just be about you? 
you know, Sister Summer said she was in the store yesterday, and, and you know, they got the thing going on. Half naked with the thing going on. The selfie, right? Your whole life, you can only see. You can't get past your own nose. That's it. That's the whole, your whole existence exists in you. What I want. You know, they told us a week ago Thursday, my life, my body. See, when it's his life, then your body belongs to him. What know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, and you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are and I've been asking the Lord, Lord, soon, how can we communicate this message? How can we tell these younger generations? You know, remember when, remember when the man was sick? What was it with palsy? They, they, they were so desperate to get him to Jesus, right? They cut the hole in the roof and lowered him down, right? I don't know what we got to do now, but we got to do something because generations are out here dying. We got to do it. The hip-hop culture and social media is taking over everything. Jesus is coming back. we got to prepare for it. Somebody might be here today, if y'all don't mind. We're going to ask these officers to stand if they would. Somebody might be here and you want to. You've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. Anybody know that old hymn, Have I Known Away? As I am, anybody know that? Thou art the potter and I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Y'all know that? Y'all know that old man? If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, we want to bid you come today. If you're here and you've accepted him, but you're not walking in his ways, you're not one of his prisoners. And you want to surrender the holes, the controls of your life over him. You want to present your body this morning as a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable. We want to get you to come today. Would you come today? Amen, church. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Summers for that wonderful word. Amen. As we prepare to do, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the word that have gone forth, Lord. Lord, bless that the word, Lord, on those soft, fertile ground and change our hearts, Lord. 
Father, let us worship you in truth and in spirit and always give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify you. In his name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Before we do the communion, let's go ahead and do the offering. Let's go ahead and have our offering first before we get to the communion. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. 